Hello, good morning, good day to you. God bless you wherever you are hearing notes from around the world today. I want to welcome you specially to today's edition of Marriage Diet. This is the voice of Festus Flourish Osemuahu, and today is the 20th day in the month of August 2021. You are most welcome. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for opening this podcast. We are good to go. We're just going to continue from where we stopped yesterday. But hey, you know what? Um, I'm actually supposed to take, um, you know, the, the spotting of the signs. I'm supposed to continue from where we stopped yesterday. But I have decided to answer a question that came up. You know, in the course of um, today's um, conversation from a particular group, that's the Lagos group, okay, Lagos WhatsApp group, I did promise them that I was going to answer the questions that came up in the course of their interaction. And hey, for me, I'm very, very delighted with this. And I want to encourage those people who I don't want to mention names, okay, they know themselves. So we actually had two persons who asked a question and uh, I just can't wait till we are doing the question and answer series. I want to respond to these questions because uh, if I do wait till when we're doing the question and answer series, we could skip these. And so while the um, the particular you know episode is going on, especially in reference to what we discussed yesterday, I, I, I just feel obligated to answer this question so that we can clarify Things and hey, they were really, really good questions. So, my sister's um, um, Lagos uh, State Chapter, let me just actually mention your name, uh, Sister Karo Okunwanem and uh, Sister Grace uh, Oyebamiji. Yeah, you, you posted questions yesterday, and the question actually looked very similar. So, I'm just going to put those questions together and answer them because I can imagine. Um, the question you asked would also be in the minds of some people at the moment. So before I go further, uh, talking about how to spot other signs, let me clarify. Now, recall yesterday I was trying to, I think that was even the last uh, um, point I considered, trying to see it from a perspective where mothers usually would woo their children to their sites and use that advantage leverage on that to which hunt their husbands to punish them to fight them turn their children against their father and all that and this is a form of domestic violence now that was the last point i pointed out yesterday and i do know that there are wives that do this but hey the question that came up for instance was like okay what if this man had lived his life recklessly and that, that, that's what Sister Caro asked. This man had lived his life recklessly. He had been so irresponsible. He had been a drunk. He had been, a, you know, so many things. I mean, I mean, he didn't even take care of the children. He didn't find for them. He didn't uh, sponsor them to the university. It was their mother that took charge of all of these. And the man was just, you know, busy moving from one woman to the other. And, of course, you know, and after so many years, the children had struggled to become something in life. What made you think that these children would not rise up 
and also take a pound on flesh on their father. So if that happens, can this be considered as domestic violence? That was the question Sister Carol asked yesterday and, and was really, really very profound. And I felt I should clarify. And then, of course, Sister Grace also asked the question as in terms of, you know, the man that is doing the abuse or abuses, as the case might be, could turn around to be the one that is pretending to be abused, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, especially when the pendulum has swung around and the children now are now on the path of the side of the mother and they're trying to gang up to fight the man and she was trying to actually say you know men they are really really very soft-hearted when these challenges come to them women can easily cope they can easily retain whatever pressure that comes upon them but men they can't once the pressure starts coming on them you know they're going to fall apart and sometimes they could really even die for it so at such point uh, because of what you know, they had done and the children had now ganged up against him. At what point should we draw the line? How do we draw the line in terms of reaction? Uh, someone tried to react back based on what had been done. I think that was the question Sister Grace asked yesterday. So both of them, they asked great questions. And of course, we had other people who made comments. Sister Runke, Joseph, she made great comments. In fact, I, when I'll be talking about my solutions, you know, I'm going to extract some of the things she said. And because, which of course, I see she's already looked into my crystal ball. Very, very profound, you know, solution, trying to look at it holistically uh, uh, as well. And then, of course, we have Sister Antoinette. Yes, Sister Antoinette, she also made her contribution. I'm so happy those of you making contributions and coming out with your dimensions and opinions and views. God bless you. God bless you. This topic has really, really generated a great deal of fellowship, followership, and I can imagine how much it means to a lot of people. But you know, wait for it. We're going to be rounding up. We're going to be talking about it vis-a-vis -vis the kind of abuses women do also face. Yeah, women face it more. They have greater percentage of, you know, people who are being domestically abused. And but I have to start with the main, just so that we can cater for these uh, lesser percentage of people. But we're going to round it up, looking at what women face in the hands of their abusive husband. So, by and large, I think this is a topic that um, if you're there, you're a lover of home, you're a lover of you know marriage moving on you should you should endeavor to share this let your friends have access to this who knows you just can tell just can tell that um, your friend could have been going through an abusive relationship and and having access to this podcast could just mean so much difference and the the solutions and the counsel coming out of it could just be what um, he or she would need to um, and get things, um, get him or his or herself, you know, out of the hook or, or solve the problem. So please, let's share this podcast with our friends and our relatives and in and, and our various groups and platforms. And let's see how much it benefits the body of Christ. Okay. All right. So let me come back to the question. Once again, I appreciate you. Now, this is it. Yeah. We can actually have this other dimension to all of this. The man could have been faced with a scenario where it looked like the children have ganged up against him and um, he's crying foul. Now, it's possible that in such scenario, we are not aware that possibly such a man would have gone about some kind of lifestyle in the past that had warranted that kind of children gang up.
Yeah, you know what I mean? Very, very possible. And so, if we isolate this issue and make it look as if, oh, okay, whenever you have children ganging up against their parents, it must be the handiwork of the wife. Hey, no, 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 no. It might not be. And that's why I actually pause to quickly take this question so that I can clarify that aspect. Some men are really, in fact, when you have the children gang up, if it were possible to have other children gang up with them with solidarity, they would. Some men are just, I don't know why I will explain it. They treat their children as if they are not the biological father. They don't care when they have any issue with their mother. They are going to take it against their children. They are going to, some will even call their children bastard. They would ignore the children. They will not take care of them. They are going to just push the whole thing on their mother. And if for whatever reason it is, the child misbehaves. No, children misbehave, you know. You, you can't rule that out. Children misbehave. And for whatever reason why that child will misbehave, oh, is your mother, eh? So it's your mother that has sent you, eh? Is your mother that has, um, that has engineered you to do this, eh? Okay, no problem. I will not pay your school fees. And you know what? He's going to stop paying that child's school fees. He's going to stop uh, giving stipends or allowance to that child just to get at the mother. And you know what? Mothers, no matter what, no matter what, they go through with their husbands. They don't abandon their children. I don't know if I have a weakness there. They don't. They don't. No matter what they go through with their husbands, they don't get to a point where they abandon their children. Even if, you know, <laughs> when it comes to fathers and first uh, children, the other of the family, the, the first child is a female, a daughter, you know, that girl can really be very close to the father. And sometimes when you have a, a, a war or crisis between the father and the mother, so children, daughters can always the direction of the father just to you know pacify the father now even if you have such a situation and the daughter seems to have been pro father you don't still have such a mother abandon that girl especially when it comes to giving her what belongs to her or you know just playing her role as a mother but men just don't think at the heat of the crisis, they, whether, whether they suspended their brain or they've gone to keep their brain in their pocket, I don't know. They have failed to realize that these children, they are truly our future. This boy is a child today. He's going to be a man tomorrow. The girl is a child today. She's going to be a woman tomorrow. Whatever you do to children, you may forget as an adult. Children don't. They don't. And that's why I pause to quickly clarify this. And, and husbands who are doing this all in the name of all because you want to cry foul and say there's been domestic violence. Hey, if you fail in your responsibility, if you fail to do what you're supposed to do as a husband, you know, taking care of your children, they will accept God intervenes. They could turn their backs against you. Except God intervenes. Except you have godly children who truly wants to forgive, which of course is what I can vouch for. I'm going to get there. Otherwise, you are their mercy. You, you can't hold them. They will do what they want to do. And most times they will protect their mother because they saw it, they knew it, they went through it. And it was all because of the mother that the father took the pan on flesh on them. And so when they are now empowered, 
especially when the mother had struggled so much to raise them up. You see, these children tend to be very loyal to their mothers against their fathers. When it does happen, let me make this clear. When it does happen, that is not domestic violence. So it is not. It is what we call karma, the law of karma. Whatever you sow, that's what you reap. Yeah, because it is easier. We have some men who are facing that with their children. They are already in the old age of their life. I say, you, you heard what Apostle said. Eh? This is domestic violence. So you're, you know, it's not domestic violence. It's karma, law of karma. We call it law of cause and effect. It's just taking a toll on you. You, you didn't live life well, right, at the time you should have. So what you're going through now, if your children have abandoned you or the children would abandon such a father, is because what you have done have come around 360 degrees. A lot of men don't understand. Whatever you do today, you're going to reap it tomorrow. And that's why I've seen men who did so well with their kids, the children, sacrificially. In spite of the fact that they had challenges with their, their wives and, of course, the mother of these children, they never took it on to the children. They still went all out to taking care of the children. And then as the children begin to grow, you see, they become the umpire in the relationship. They'll tell the mother where she was wrong. They'll tell their father where he was wrong. And they'll try to make fences for both of them. And now you know what? We have those children, when their fathers... Or the father is sick, as the case may be. You see, they will run up and down because they knew this man didn't abandon them. They don't send money and say, please take him to hospital. They move him over. If they live in Europe, they'll tell him to come over. They take care of the fathers. Yeah, just that some of these fathers can be very stubborn. You know, men, they don't like to travel out of their immediate environment. They will tell you, Oba, no, they go transfer. Others, Oba doesn't go to transfer. Oba remains, a king remains in his domain. But hey, they have a way of always also going around and say, oh, let me just go and take uh, see my child and, and pridefully, you know, say, I, I've, I've, um, I just came back from the U.S. where I went to see my kids and all that. And husbands, fathers also like that. But when you have fathers who are very mean to their children, oh, at best, they will just send money to them. So please, let's get that straightened up. And I'm talking about the question uh, Sister uh, Grace asked about where should we draw the line, okay? Uh, isn't this a matter of action and reaction? I agree with you completely. Yeah, a man who had been pummeling the wife, been beating up the wife, had been doing so many things. You know what? It gets to a point where that woman might not be able to cope, she reacts. And that's why if you look back you know, to the other um, previous um, episode that I took, when I was actually looking at the trigger points, those things that could easily trigger domestic violence. That was actually my intention to make us understand. Sometimes these women, you know, were not people who usually or who ideally would have gone into violence. Possibly violence was never part of their, their game, okay? But something forced the violence out of them. So that's like what this, my sister is saying now, cause and reaction. Okay, they, they just took it, they just took it, they threw all the stones on them, you know, maltreated them, they just took it, you know, and all that. They just behaved like a good girl. But if you look at that trigger point, it could just get to a point where the woman is like fed up. Like I said the other time, maybe it's possible it's the mother-in-law. The man is using the mother-in-law to winch hunt her in the house. Or the man is using, um, which other one now? The, the man is using the infidelity to witch hunt her. 
she, he just keeps jumping from one bed of a woman to the other with, with total disregard to his marital relationship. And it, it just would get to a point where even at such, you know, the man will still be calling the woman prostitute. You know, <laughs> you know, still be calling the woman, you are a prostitute, you are this, you are that. You know, calling the woman all manner of names. That's the worst, the painful aspect of it. And sometimes you see this tigress coming out of these women and they want to fight back. So that's what my sister is asking. At what point, in, with that woman fighting back, at what point should we not call it domestic violence? Now, sis, my sister, when she decides to fight back, just simply because, you know, something has been triggered in her, that fighting back to the extent to which it now becomes a manipulative thing. Remember, domestic violence operates with these two keys, manipulation, which of course is control and threat. Okay, now when it becomes... You know, it's on the platform of threats, all right? It's not uh, like uh, she's fighting him uh, blow for blow, pan for plan. She's just being manipulative. She's using all the schemes. She's using all the emotional threat. My sister, it is domestic violence. The only difference is that what caused it was the husband. Yeah, it was the husband that caused it. So the woman has gotten to a point where she doesn't care. If you listen to some of those uh, editions I made, I said, it gets to a point where the woman doesn't care anymore. She just doesn't care. She doesn't feel bad trying to meet her domestic violence against the man because for her, she feels this is justice and she's got to rise to defend herself. But there is no justification. Domestic violence is domestic violence. There must be something that triggers it. No woman will rise up and say, I get married to this man. I'm just going to domestically be violent against him. No, no, no. No woman does that. No woman does that. Because it's always very rosy at the beginning. And it is after a while when you realize that the man is really, really hard on the woman and the woman doesn't have anywhere to turn to. And then she turns around and becomes the aggressor. So that's how it starts. You know, so there is no justification. The man is under threat now. The man is now under control because the woman is using the instrument of violence, emotional torture, just to take a pound on flesh. My sister, that looks like revenge, okay? That's like... If the man has been doing it, doing it now. It's gotten to a point where the woman is saturated, like, okay, let me fight back. But you see, in all of this, what does the Bible say? That, that's what is most important. And someone like anybody hearing the sound of my voice, who really truly wants to look at it biblically, who wants to consider what the Bible says. And of course, as a Christian, in this kind of situation, what do you do? Are you justified? Yes, you are reacting. We understand it's based on reaction. But are you justified? Does the Bible have anything to say as per, you know, um, not uh, taking a pan on flesh against your neighbor or anybody that offends you? Let, let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse number 17. It says, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. Okay, now the Bible seems to just be very forward about this. Yes, it, something pushed it, but the Bible is saying, don't repay. Don't repay. You, yes, we have this. You have the tenacity. You can deploy your emotional strategy. But I will say, you don't have to. That's the way the heathen would do that. That's the way the worldly people would do that. Would do that. But you know, you need to maintain that Christian character of a godly woman. All right, not not fighting back physically or manipulatively, but choosing to fight back 
on your needs okay now that, that doesn't mean i'm saying for all domestic violence women who are facing domestic violence they should keep fighting on their knees even when the husband is killing them oh, i have not said that i haven't said anything about solution so when we get to solution i'm going to begin to put it here and there to see what you can do especially when the domestic violence it's is um, a threat to to one's life um okay I, i'm just trying to to, to get another scripture um okay that's luke chapter 17 verse 3 it says if thy brother trespass against thee rebuke him and if he repent and if he read you repent, okay if your brother sins rebuke him and if he repents forgive him okay now this is another dimension okay if he repents you for what this bible says you should do you should forgive that person and the question will ask me what if he doesn't repent what if he doesn't repent what do you do does the bible still encourage you to keep to to work with unforgiveness no even our enemies don't usually repent what the bible was trying to say here was whether the person actually repents or not there is a provision for for forgiveness but the forgiveness does not automatically translate into okay because i've forgiven you we are now staying together will not continue on this project sometimes there might be need for separation i don't want to jump the gun i'm going to get to that later but the point i'm just trying to clear up here in all of these is yes something will trigger and push one to reacting but the bible encourages us to always forgive okay but sometimes you could forgive and you could move on yeah you could forgive because um people never truly value what they have until they lose it. I've seen cases where the best way to solving problems like this is let the person lose you. You know, let me use that word, you know. And that's when the person will realize, oh, wow, I had a, a queen, I had an angel, and I threw her away. It can even be the other way around as a man as well. But I, I, I would explain at what context this is permissive and how to handle it. So my sisters, that's the way it is. Um, a man can uh, reap his karma, all right, where the whole thing turned around against him and the children really fight back. It's not, that's not domestic violence. It's just that he's reaping what he has sown. But we still encourage those kind of children in that kind of situation, please. The Bible, God will not condone it. Honor the father and the mother. No matter what your father has done, don't raise up your hand to beat your father. A child that beats his father will also be beaten up by his own child. No, no justification, no matter the excuse. You know, well, let me just hold it here because of time. But I've just clarified this and tomorrow we'll continue with other signs to spot when a man is under domestic violence. Wow, God bless you, my sister. Thank you for always reviewing this and summarizing the work every day. Please let every other person also follow suit. Okay, I have a WhatsApp number is plus 234-8107-261-48 and we will return back here tomorrow to continue if God wills. All right, don't forget um, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. Marriage care truly cares. God bless you. Do have a great day ahead. Bye.